Control Podcast. Is this recording? Can you hear me? It is. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. Um, <laughs> first ever Skype cast. That's right. Um, that was uh, a song called Desperate by Tired Lion. Um, Tired Lion. Lacey Mosley? <laughs> uh, we're gonna... I don't think she was really... I don't think she was really impressed when I asked her if she was Lacey Mosley. I think she gets that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think we've mentioned it before when we talked to her. Um, yeah, so we're going to try out this Skype thing. Hopefully it'll be a bit more convenient when we uh, can't meet up with people or if we're too lazy to go into the studio, I guess. So it's also actually quite relaxing because we can sit here and do stuff while we're having a podcast yeah so pants off podcast <laughs> the most informal as if it couldn't get any more informal than it already was without <laughs> going to win no pants and not even be in the studio um <laughs> so tideline was the first band that we saw on the saturday spectacular what time did we get to pika around two o'clock yeah about two three o'clock ish yeah yeah we were dropped off near the bus stop near the court and walked in and I think Tideline were playing by the time we got there. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of their, their set? Um, it's quite good. I've seen them before. They've always been quite good. I've never not liked them. <laughs> yeah. Um, they kind of have that 90s rock. A very, yeah, very feel. grunge feel to it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And um, really, Sophie's a good vocalist as well. Like, she really carries the band. She's gotten a lot better since... Um, I first saw him. Um, what happened after that? I think we... We went and got some food. Yeah, we got some satay. <laughs> satay sticks, and, and then I think we... No, we went, we went down to the Brass Monkey. <clears throat> Brass Monkey. Mm. And had a beer and met it with Connor. That's right, Connor from, uh, from um, my band. Husband, um, yeah. We weren't allowed to smoke upstairs Um <laughs> In the, in the wide open space upstairs, and we were told I mean, to go downstairs where it was more confined to the smoking the upstairs area. Upstairs open deck is non-smoking. You had to go downstairs <clears throat> below the deck where the smoke rises in order to have a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah, and then goes back into the upstairs bit to, to annoy people, which didn't make any sense at all. Yeah, um, yeah we we had kind of we kind of had trouble even ordering a beer at one stage because there was no one behind the bar. Um, yeah, like we went into the well, the first bar like they didn't even have tap beer, and you couldn't pay with card. So we said to go through to the front bar. So we walked through through Brass Monkey to the front bar, and it turns out that must have just been a sports bar because there was all TVs and sports and stuff everywhere. There's no one behind the bar, so we ended up walking out of the Brass Monkey to the corner and then back inside to the other bar where there's a bartender and he's. I think we were asking because they had different beer and different taps at different bars mm. it's like oh yeah there's also a bar upstairs as well <laughs> like what the hell <laughs> yeah and what was really strange was um stella on tap was um cheaper. less it was cheaper than um han super dry and it yeah. from my calculations <laughs> it should really be the other way around but who knows i probably have their reasons why um <laughs> unless it's like a, a Sponsored drink or something. Who knows? Um, as well, yeah, the guy as, just sucked up. <laughs> yeah, as we were drinking, we saw Tanil Elkins. Yeah, Tanil bumped in. She had a, she was doing a, a set there. 
she was doing a, a solo set under, I think her artist name is uh, Elk Bell or something like that. Um, but she she used to teach us at TAFE um, regarding a lot of the APRA royalty stuff. Yeah, she's she actually works for APRA, I think. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, all the Australian Performing Rights Association, government, like royalties and all that stuff, she's in charge of that. That's where you get your $17 per, per year <laughs> in royalties. <laughs> Eight cents a song. <laughs> but it was nice seeing her. Um, I think she was a bit sick that day, but... Um, I think yeah, she, her her class was actually quite valuable in TAFE. I think teaching us about how the how bands just don't declare when they've played. Yeah, they, her, they miss out on a lot of money. Her class was the a lot more business minded in terms of music business than a lot of the other classes. Like yeah. it was all, a lot of the other classes were sort of was general knowledge, whereas what Tania was teaching us was the actual proper business and the associations and the groups that are involved in it and how to actually, you know, do, like, run a, run the music as a business properly. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely one of the, the better classes. Um, so we headed out of there after a pint or two. I think my band had to set up at that stage. Um, I played a band called Husband. Um, we played at five. You helped me set up, which is great, because that shit's really annoying when you have... No one helping you. Um, no, actually, well, before we set up, I think we met up with Michael mm. and Seb and everyone, and then we went and had, had another beer up the top. They had that big grass That's upstairs, right. the bar out, out, up the top, and we're trying to get the, the, the beers, asking if we can get the beers from that bar to the stage, but they put that little kitty like kitty playpen fence around the bar, <laughs> around the whole area. <laughs> oh, that was funny. We were cracking so many jokes. It's like, not only do we not get treated like adults, we're, we're being treated like children in a little fenced-off little pen with a little yeah. playground. Um, I think that was the urban orchid orchard sorry stage. Um, not sure who was playing when we were there. But, yeah, we had another beer, which is great. Um, yeah. I think this the stage manager of... The PCC Amphitheatre was quite positive that we could walk from the um, urban yeah, orchard right, yeah. over there with a beer, but apparently not, which is cool. So we just basically sculled it and hung sculled out for a bit. So then as we're walking back to the stage, I think we ducked into that other bar, have another beer, or get some beers before the stage. So we had a few beers around the stage as well. <laughs> yeah, we went into the, the little Pika bar, um, which I, ha- I actually do have a little bit of gossip on that little um, Pika bar, which that was the first time that you had gone there, um, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. That was my second time. Um, the first time I saw my friend's band, um, Simone and Girlfunkel, um, they're actually going to stop, from what I heard anyway from someone, they're actually going to stop their music license there because they're apparently not liking the clientele that frequent that place during the gigs. <laughs> What which, musicians? <laughs> which all I people, think of. musicians that actually spend money on drinks. No, you wouldn't want them in there. No, I'm not, no. I'm not sure. Once again, I I'm only paraphrasing. I don't have all the information, but I find it a bit weird that they'd have any problems. I, because I think the the clientele would be better at a gig than without a gig. So I'm not sure, but yeah, they're apparently they're going to can having bands play in that little pub. That little side bit, which is a shame. 
Um, but yeah, we, we grabbed a beer there, um, and we pretty much set up and started playing. Mark McEwen from the Siren Tower was mixing us. Um, so he's our sound guy. So that was awesome. Um, it feels a lot better when he's there mixing us. Um, but how, how'd the set sound? Did it sound all right? Yeah, I, like I was on the, the side of the stage most of the time and sounded up right from there. I walked around to the front, get a few photos and a few Instagram videos and stuff. And yeah, no, it actually came out quite clear. All the instruments were, you could hear them all quite well. And yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I don't really pay that much attention to the actual music anymore. <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs> I was just, I just, I just making sure no one kicked out over the beer on stage and stuff. Like, to, <laughs> right before you went on, Michael asked me to run to the bar and get him a beer or something. So, so he gave me some cash and I was running like across the backstage through the crowd to the bar, grabbed, grabbed a beer and asked, asked if you could put it in a bottle because remember they poured them in glasses? Mm. All the, the plastic, plastic cups. cups. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, uh, can, I, can I get this bottled? Uh, it's for the band. She's like, oh, sorry, we can't. We have to pour them into glasses. So she started pouring it, but it frothed up or something. And so it was like all just head with a bit of beer. And she just gave him the glass as well and said, just just go, just take it. <laughs> so I was able to take the actual glass glass That's bottle cool. out of there as well. Was that Jade? The, the brunette girl behind the bar? Yes. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah. She's cool. Um, so that was good. The I, I felt the set, we were definitely a bit rusty because we haven't played for like literally a year. So the whole playing live thing was completely new to me again. Like I forgot how to play live. <laughs> well, it's all right when when you when you were setting up and getting ready, the the crowd started clearing out, so it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> but now t- towards the end, the crowd actually once came once we played, yeah, that cleared the entire crowd yeah. out. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a few few um, few faces in the crowd as well. No, that was cool. Pete, yeah, I mean, um, I saw saw a couple of faces out there. I think Pete Carroll was watching. Um, our manager, manager Rachel was watching. That was good. Uh, what was what was his name? Um, he was mm. having a chat with Pete Carroll while you were playing. Okay. Thinking Luke Willett, but no, he runs CCA. Heath, Heath Bradby. Could have been Heath. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Heath. Yeah. Um, so that was good. Uh, we finished up. I was sweating like a pig because I haven't played live, and it was pretty hot. But it started cooling down. Yeah, I think uh, throughout the night. Um, that stage, the express stage, really filled out, and by the end it was pretty much packed. It was just completely full of people by the end. Um, I don't think we actually got to see many other bands, which was a shame. Uh, I think we we went outside a few times over drink, and Sugar Army were playing. We didn't really, Sugar Army were meant to be like the big band, and I didn't think we even noticed them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Sons of Rico were there as well. I was... That's right, yeah. I saw Sons of Rico play. Mm. Alex, Alex playing, yeah. I was looking for uh, Adam Weston on the drums, but he's... Um, I don't think he's in the band anymore. Or either that or... Um, another drummer was filling in for him at the time. Um, I can't remember his name. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. But he, he plays for another band. But, um, yeah, we didn't really see much after that, which is a shame. I think there was almost too many options that we kind of got well I kind of got um, overwhelmed and just basically sat in the same spot at the peak bar and didn't really do anything which is kind of my fault but yeah by then we'd had like five or six beers so yeah I think we picked up those <clears throat> remember we were waiting for the happy hour or something like the, the actual the express digital launch party that's what it was yeah and we had all those flyers for the free drinks 
Which I, I still, I'm still actually trying to find out what the digital launch was about. Like, is it was it just putting Express Magazine on the internet now, or what? Um, I think it's a bit more than that. They're going to make the actual. I'm not sure. Um, what, 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 what I've been told is that they're going to make it more interactive, so that you can click on articles and links that take you places. And ah, uh, so they're just stealing my idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's like where most um, e e zines or e electronic magazines now are kind of. Yeah, well, that's, that's it's actually been a bit surprising to me because that has been around for a long time. All the e zines and yeah. like interactive PDFs, and I'm, I'm actually surprised that it's taken Express Magazine this long to mm. get involved in that that style of yeah. media. And actually, um. Uh, Kind of related to that, uh, this was like the first, the first Whammy Festival where, or the first time rather that Whams really embraced the whole social media thing. Um, they, they're actually tweeting and um, retweeting and getting involved with their, yeah, the, the the people following them and, and the fan base and kind of interacting, which is cool because now a lot of companies now are kind of doing that whole transparent thing where they. Just talk one on one with fans and and people following mm. him, and retweeting people that complain about door entry. <laughs> yeah, so I think um, uh, we, you know, the kind of three quarters of the way through that was kind of a blur. But um, towards the end of the night, we wanted to go to the bakery because we'd heard that that's kind of what we've done every Wham Wham festival is that we finished off at the bakery. Yeah, like, um, that that was sort of known as sort of the after-party type thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Simone and Girlfunk or Mikey's band was playing, so... I know, I think it was Boys 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 playing, not, not Simone. And the Boys Boys Boys? Yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Just because <laughs> yeah. I'd seen um, Simone and Girlfunk played three times on that big screen in the uh, outside Pika. So I just had I had Simone and Girlfunk in my mind that yeah. night. <laughs> Subliminal message. <laughs> yeah, um, but repeated. yeah, so yeah. so that was the plan, and we all walked down to the bakery, and it would have been about ten ten thirty. We walked down. Yeah. And we go, and we we walk up to the entrance. I think Connor go, goes in, and I just hear Connor yell out, "What the fuck? Eighteen dollars?" <laughs> <laughs> so we just it's like what. And yeah, it turns out that they were charging $18 entry at the door. Mm. And this is where we sparked up a, a big big sort of argument because on the, the Wham! Spectacular flyer that was floating around, I actually have it in front of me here. I've still got the evidence. Um, it says, like, <clears throat> down the bottom, over 100 acts, 12 venues, all for free. So we had this idea that this gig was going to be free. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was only later in the in the night after we had tweeted a bit about Wham mm. and started getting replies that we realised that what it was actually a, a gig afterwards, like yeah, a different gig. Yeah, it was a completely separate event, um, yeah, not part are. of the Wham festival. Yeah. So here it is. It's uh, Night Visions. Yeah. So yeah, Adam Trainer, boys, boys, boys. But now this, I actually was thinking about this the other day. Um, I'll just quickly show you because it said the fine, the fine, fine, fine print <clears throat> says, I'm squinting my eyes right now, free entry till 10 p.m., $15 thereafter, mm-hmm. $8 pre-sale. So we'd obviously got there after 10 o'clock where they started charging an entry. 
first of all, we're trying to confuse as to why we charge eighteen if it says fifteen dollars thereafter. Mm. But now the thing that was that actually had me thinking, I think it was yesterday or the day before, was on the f- the front of the flyer it says Wham Festival Spectacular, spectacular, blah blah blah, Saturday noon till midnight, noon till midnight, right? Mm. All for free. That's all on the back. But yeah. then on the very back, when you unfold it, it's got this night visions thing, which is a separate gig. However, that is still part of the Wham Festival. It's even got the Wham Festival logo mm. on the night visions like section. So, how is that? Oh, that's what got me confused. Is how can they say that that is not part of the Wham Spectacular when mm. it's got the Wham Festival logo all over the crowd? Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> the thing that really got me confused um, was the the bakery showcase finished at 11.30 and that bakery showcase was part of the free festival. If you have a look at the timetable, uh, Usurper of Modern Medicine, which was the last band on the bakery stage, yeah, finishes that- at 11.30. 11.30. Theoretically, Usurper of Modern Medicine is part of the Wham! free shows. It's part of the showcase. Yeah. So... Essentially, if you wanted to see Usurper of Modern Medicine, you would have had to pay $18 to catch their set. Check out this. this. I just found... Okay, so on the back of the big big running sheet of all the bands, all the stages, so the bakery from 7 o'clock to 11.30, it's got Usurper of Modern Medicine listed at 10.40 to 11.30, right? Mm -hmm. But on the back of the... On the very back, on the Night Visions thing... It's actually got Usurper of Modern Medicine listed on the Night Visions gig. Mm. So what, they played two gigs that night at the same time? I think Wham, that... Wham, better get their shit together. <laughs> yeah, it was confusing because it's like the the crossover happened during that band. That band marked mm. the start of the charge, but yet it was also included on the timetable as part of the showcase, yeah. which theoretically, to my understanding when reading that, they should have been free to see as part of the festival. Yeah. So if, you, like, if you were unlucky enough and you only wanted to see Usurper of Modern Medicine, you would have had to pay money or get in early um, yeah. if, if you weren't doing anything and it was convenient to actually go in there at, at that time. So... I don't know. It was, it was confusing. It do, the more I, you know, obviously, if if we really wanted to go to that, we would have paid pre-sale eight dollars, or at least just gone in before ten o'clock. But I didn't realize that the fine print was that fine. Like I yeah. didn't realize they yeah. had all these um, little. It's, I guess it's, it's it's so fine that you can scratch it off with your nail. <laughs> I don't want to make such a big deal about it, but it's just, yeah. I think I think they could have done it a bit better. Yeah, it could have been a bit clearer. I mean, even even Mikey in Boys Boys said he couldn't get any door spots. Not only that, um, the distinction between what was the paid event and what was part of the free festival was really blur. Like we we didn't he didn't know when it kind of started and when it ended. Um, and I think maybe he he had a few people not go as well because they were charged you know eighteen dollars at the door just to walk in. Yeah. Um, but I mean, what what about the other bands that finished playing after 10 o'clock at other stages, yeah. obviously for them, they would have been like, hey, let's, what, what do we do after we've just played? We want to keep, they want to keep drinking, they want to keep going out. Yeah. So what, they end up going well, they to pay. the, yeah. 
Yeah, so they're forcing the actual bands that are part of the the gig to pay as well. I guess so. I don't, I don't know. But um, there's you know there's the um also the question as to why it was eighteen and not fifteen. I'm I'm assuming the three dollars is for some type of booking fee that the bakery takes or something like that. Yeah. Regardless, it should have been advertised as eighteen then. Like just if it's just you know just tell us the price that it is on the on the documentation as opposed to adding Actually, chucking you know another three dollars last minute you know. The only other we're poor thing- basically. <laughs> If we no, were the, poor, I would have gladly yeah. paid. But, you know, they missed out on about 20 people willing to get drunk just didn't because we, $18. Yeah, didn't we end up going to the bird instead? We did go to the bird, yeah. What time did we get to the bird? Would have been about, well, before 11 o'clock? Before, well... Because we walked straight yeah. from the bakery to the bird. Yeah, we gave up on bakery and walked to the yeah. bird, yeah. So, yeah, the last band at the bird finished playing at 11.20, so somehow we walked into that one for free, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... But yeah, I mean, um, it's you know, it's not just me. Like, it's not just us that we're confused. Like, when I showed the flyer and when I was inquiring to to everyone else that was in the band, yeah, but, they like, were equally as confused as we, to why they were being charged. I think we ended up walking away from the bakery with a group of what almost twelve people. Yeah, and that twelve people for the bakery, regardless of door charge, they would have made plenty of money off it. They yeah, and the, the amount of money that they would have made off us would have outweighed. The, the, yeah. the door charge, but I, I don't want to sit here and like sound <laughs> sound like a bitter asshole about eighteen dollars. But I'm just saying it was confusing and it would have worked out if, if I mean, yeah, you know, at, at the end of the day, we, we could have paid eight dollars pre-sale and this problem wouldn't wouldn't have happened. Yeah, if we had um, planned before, but we we weren't sort of in that planning. It was a very spontaneous night. I mean, so what what did we end up doing afterwards? We went to the bird. What did we do after the bird? Well, we went to that. Uh, we we were going to that sake bar in Northbridge. That's right. It ended up being a Mexican place out of nowhere. <laughs> the whole but night it, was really confusing. But yeah, it's it's funny because it was a Mexican place inside a Japanese style restaurant. Yeah, it's like they they took over the place with without actually um redoing like renovating it. it. Yeah, yeah, which they're probably in the process of. Who knows? But but that was good. We had like a little sort of booth to ourselves. Yeah, it was good. That that was what we did um last year as well at, at Wham. But um it was just really upsetting because um along the way through Northbridge I spotted a lot of bands and asked them, Oh, what are you up to? And they're like, Well, we don't actually know where to go. Yeah. We don't know where everyone is. Everyone's scattered. Uh we don't know where all the industry people are, where we're assuming the bakery thing is that that was one of the um, after-party locations. I think the other one was um, Geisha, Geisha Bar. Geisha Bar, sorry. Yeah, and and yeah, no one no one kind of knew where to go, and we were a bit upset that every, everyone was kind of scattered. So it was kind of anticlimactic towards the end. Everyone just well, went home. It, it seems like that's sort of become the trend in Perth. Is it's like a big sort of full fun day of things happening, and then it just dramatically just gets cut off and it's like okay go home now mm. whereas yeah. for a lot of people they want to sort of keep keep going and sort of slowly let it drain out rather than have this sort of just cut off and just be like well what what the hell now yeah there doesn't seem to be any of this sort of follow-on happening afterwards for any place like yeah there's, where where the office parties i don't know <laughs> yeah. unless we're just not cool enough to get invited to them <laughs> Yeah, no, but you're right. And then, you know, there's venues close pretty early and things start shutting down. But I, I was I was pretty much ready to go. I was pretty much ready to, to really start the party 
at ten o'clock, and and the fact that we didn't get into the bakery really just yeah yeah was a, a real bummer. But hey, I, I would have if everyone went in, I would have I would have actually paid eighteen. Yeah, but there well, you go. Every like nine ninety percent of the pe- the crew that we were with just refused to pay that entry. So yeah. I wasn't going to go in alone. So I had to basically go. As well. I think that's the thing because I think I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really want to dwell on it that much anymore. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's yeah. At the end of the day, we. I mean, there, there was a Facebook event for Night Visions which outlined all of the the charges, eight dollars um, pre-sale. But guess what? It said fifteen dollars at the door, not eighteen. Yeah. So see, all the, of the documentation said fifteen. So the big question I would like to know is who was tweeting on behalf of Wham? <laughs> I don't know. It could have been... Who was it? Who was it sitting there going, oh, look at these guys tweeting about the gig. Look at these idiots can't read the fucking flyer. <laughs> I bet you they would have, and, and understandably. And I know um, everyone that works at Wham, it would have been either, I don't know, Brooke or Claire, but um, and I think Brooke's done the last three Whammy festivals. I think this is the last one this year. But regardless, I mean, um, I wasn't... I was actually, I wasn't attacking them in my tweet. It was more like, hey, you've opened the line of communication. Why not speak up about what you feel is a bit confusing? So I took that chance and tweeted. Yeah, there's yeah. no, there's no like, there's no bitterness or like I wasn't looking to start anything. It was I was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, if if you are willing to put yourself out there on social media, you're going to cop a lot of people asking real questions, and that was a real question. Which yeah. is why why was it eighteen dollars and not fifteen and why you know when the last band finishes at eleven thirty as part of the free showcase why are you charging at ten and not eleven thirty that's pretty pretty simple question yeah pretty but, simple. um <laughs> yeah who knows but all in all let's, still a good day all right let's go to the phones <laughs> we're on the phones <laughs> but yeah next week will be Beaufort Street Festival which has always been consistently good. I'm not sure if you've been to any of them, but the last I, few that I've yeah, I have, were I have amazing. Not. Yeah, I've heard they're good. But uh, see, I think we'll because I was I was trying to think if Beaufort Street's an uphill battle or a downhill battle. Like, is it the sort of gig that you start at the bottom of the hill and head up to the Scotsman, or do you start at the Flying Scotsman and walk down the street? <laughs> well, actually, either way, you can't really go to the Scotsman anymore since it's closed. That's another issue, yeah. Um, the the very very top of the hill is past the Scotsman, opposite the post office. That's where the the last stage is. So in between there, there's like four stages, which is really cool. But that's a good question. I'm not sure. I tweeted, I tweeted out. No one really had any a- um, answers as to whether or not flying Scot- Scotsman and defectors will have been repaired by the time Beaufort Street comes around. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I actually, I haven't heard any sort of official news about this. I've only just heard it through other people mm. about the the top floor of defectors. Well, the top floor of the um, Scotsman where defectors is caving in, like well, collapsing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually haven't heard any um, big news, like official news or anything. Like it wasn't on TV or anything like that. Mm. So yeah I'm not too sure like how serious or if it's repairable that'll be something to find out yeah apparently yeah, the the wooden floorboards of the upper floor started um started to cape there's no hole to my knowledge it's it's just more it kind of started bending 
at at the seams, um, which uh, apparently caused a couple of bottles um, at the Scotsman to like fly off the shelf. Uh, and that that was during the um, the fundraiser for the Beaufort Street Festival, um, I think, or, or one of the events. Um, so basically, it's it's closed. Um, there hasn't really been any word as to when it will reopen. Um, but that pretty much ended the night prematurely. Uh, are you are you breaking up a little bit? Probably. Uh, it just sounded like there was a bit of a, a bit of break up there. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. Um, I probably stop doing stuff. I should probably stop downloading stuff while we're on a Skype call. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably a good idea. Pause the porn. Um, <laughs> so, I yeah, I really hope it's open by the time Beaufort Street rolls around. Otherwise, there wouldn't really be anything to do in that area. Um, so what, what time does it usually kick off and go to? Um, I think it's pretty much 11 or midday until kind of nine nine-ish cool. ten-ish are you you're, are you playing that one yeah uh, my band husband will be playing that one at four o'clock at the, the flying Scotsman stage which is kind <laughs> of I think mean, because they, they have a little outdoor area bit that they fence off so that you can get beer in the Scotsman and then walk out and watch the band uh, I don't so know if, anymore. <laughs> if there's no Scotsman there's there's nowhere to drink unless of course they open the velvet lounge next door to it that's then a possibility, yeah. That's another possibility. Um, so I'll just double-check the times. Yeah, it starts at 12, and the final bands are at 8, so it might run till about 8.39. But then there's the question, what do we do after the Beaufort <laughs> Street Festival? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 8 o'clock's pretty, pretty early. Um, I'm assuming they'll, they'll leave stuff open till a bit later. But so that's the thing, we don't really need to take breaks anymore with the Skype call. Nah. Just keep going. Or just <laughs> end the call. It's, it's been about half an hour. Yeah, 32 yeah. minutes and 12 seconds. I've got um, a little, little dial thing up there. I can, pretty cool. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, any congrats? Let's see. Well, definitely Brooke, because that's, that's her last Wham Festival. She was the director of the Wham Festival. Maybe Jack, Jack Dopel, for winning the Craft Award for synth and keyboard player oh, um, oh that's right there's mm. awards for wham <laughs> oh the whole that's thing. right the awards thing jack's <laughs> awesome he he used to play um he used to play keyboard in voltaire twins yeah he was cool he um he was really fun to hang out with um when i filled in for one of their tours um he plays in uh bastion's happy flight um which i think they're playing the beaufort street festival as well, yeah, six o'clock uh, on the aviation stage, which is um, in the James Squire bar. He'll be playing at six o'clock in Bastion's Happy Flight. They're really cool, but yeah, probably too many awards. I don't, I don't want to get into the awards, otherwise we'll never, <laughs> never finish. But Carnival won. Oh, big surprise! Eh? <laughs> big surprise! Oh, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I love Scott K from Voyager. He posted a. <laughs> A Facebook post, and he's like, um, I don't know, I'll, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, um, uh, is, has anyone checked out the Carnival Awards yet? Because <laughs> 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 they, they just win every year, basically. Yeah. Well, that's, no, see, if, if they don't win every year, sometimes Birds of Tokyo win. Mm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
and but you know, well deserved. I mean, they're they're actually. Would you consider them to be a very sort of representative of Perth music, both Carnival and Birds of Tokyo? Like, I'd say so. Yeah, I think there's a lot of pride. Uh, you know, people in Perth, especially musos, they they have a lot of um, respect and pride when it comes to mentioning either of those bands because they're just doing so well. Respect and pride or envy and jealousy, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. No, I think, like, I, I always see them as a, an a awesome example of how you can just, you can still do it if you just keep keep at it. I mean, they've been together okay. for so long. Yeah. Most fans would have caved and just given up. Well, I, mean, I mean, their music is amazing and they actually get played all over the place and as soon as you hear them, you know who it is straight out. So that's actually quite good for um overseas promotion as well when people hear that stuff mm. they're like oh like where where do, where does this band come from if they're this good and then it sort of reflects back on Perth which mm. you know, is is a good thing for all musicians in Perth yeah definitely I had no idea as well that Carnival played at the Download Festival in Europe like that's fucking huge mm. like Download is where you know Slipknot and all, all those bands play yeah um, and they they were you know so they're on quite early in the day, but still, it's pretty good. I mean, a band all the way from Perth that you know eats chicken treat like us. <laughs> like it I don't know why chicken treat is like my go-to fast food chain when I want to shit on Perth. It's like chicken treat. <laughs> You're listening to Mission Control. Uh, okay, so Beaufort Street, be there. It'll be a fun day. I think there's like 5,000 people confirmed on Facebook for that event. <laughs> but um, actually more than that passed through on the day, which is really cool. And yeah, it's nice because it's just like a tidy little strip. Like it's just Beaufort Street is all blocked down, all locked off. Just every every alleyway has something to do or a, or a stage or something like that. My band's playing at 4 o'clock at the Flying Scotsman stage. If you want to get, throw fruit at me, you can. You're going to be there? Are you going to be there? Yeah, I should be there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do what we did at the um, the Wham Festival. Have 18 beers before midday and then <laughs> kick it off. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Cool. I'll probably just up, upload this, like, right away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll put it on the, um, put it on the website. Yeah. Um, well, this, this is, I suppose, our, a new sort of advancement for the podcast yeah yeah it won't be every podcast I mean um, I don't want to get addicted to doing it over Skype no I think essentially it would just be if it's just you and me doing yeah just you and me like recapping on stuff will be cool thanks for listening cool we'll see you guys later cool bye bye the mission control podcast